Gets a block, cuts it back, 40, 45, 50. He's off to the races. Down the left sideline. To the 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Aaron Jones. Oh, what a play. This is the Quick Slants Podcast. Welcome back, Packers fans, to the Quick Slants Podcast at Game On Wisconsin. I am Jason Perrone of Game On Wisconsin, the Pack-A-Day Podcast. And it is midweek. We did a show on Monday morning, and seems like there's going to be enough content to do a show every day between now and God only knows how long. But it's our normal Wednesday morning slot. It's Cinco de Mayo. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Hope everybody is gearing up for a good midweek. So, going to jump right into it. It's going to be a shorter show this week or this time because we just did one a couple days ago. But, some new spin, some new information. We're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers. Uh, The draft is behind us now. The Packers have not yet gathered in person. In fact, they won't like they typically do after the draft. Hopefully, next season they will. But a couple new wrinkles to this Green Bay Packers Aaron Rodgers saga that does not seem to be going anywhere anytime soon, so we might as well talk about it. And the rolling narratives and things that keep going on with it and all the different mindsets and other podcasts and other shows and national media and national shows that come out. We learn more information every day. Somebody says something, some new piece of information comes out, you know, those types of things. Well, that actually was earlier this week. There was some new information that came out that I thought was actually pretty laughable. And this is where the difference between true reporting and perception comes into play. Because the NFL Network's Ian Rappaport reported that one of the main reasons that Aaron Rodgers has been so frustrated with the Packers longer than just over the past couple of months. This dates back to... Last summer, when Rodgers had just publicly praised some of his teammates, one of which was Jake Kumaro, fan favorite, kind of a, a local legend, Jake Kumaro. And then the Packers turned around and cut Kumaro, and he was not on the team any longer. And that was, according to what Rappaport said, one of the nails in the coffin in the relationship between the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. And Rodgers has never forgotten it and has been frustrated Ever since. Now, he went out and took his frustration out on the rest of the NFL and put together an NFL uh, MVP season, and the Packers hosted the NFC Championship game. So, I guess let's find a new reason for Aaron Rodgers to get all ticked off and upset and keep him in Green Bay, and maybe he'll do the same thing again. But I just have to say this, okay? I, I understand that what Ian Rappaport is saying is probably true. And that it's been verified and Rodgers was frustrated because he, you know, he lobbies for the guy. Then the team cuts the player, which makes Rodgers look a little silly. And Rodgers has got an ego. We all know that. And so it might have frustrated him a little bit. So technically speaking, Rappaport is just reporting facts here. You know, he's, he's not lying. He's not making up any information. But to sit here and say that Jake Kumaro is the linchpin in this rift between the team and Aaron Rodgers is just idiotic. So stupid. So dumb. I don't care how verified that information is. 
you don't say something like that and perpetuate the idea that Kumaro needs to be front and center in this entire thing. And if and if that's true, if if in Rogers' mind, Jake Kumaro is like reason one through five why he's as frustrated right now as he is with the team, Aaron Rodgers has lost it. Mentally lost it. I get friendship. I know Rodgers places a high value on those friendships. The game goes beyond the field, etc. I get that. But friends, let's Jake Kumaro is a plane in the sky. It's there for a minute. It's kind of cool to watch. You look up, you wonder where it's going. Who's on board? How big is that plane really? It looks so small. And then you know what? It's gone. It's out of sight and it's gone. And you don't think about it ever again. And that's it. That is what Jay Kumaro was to the Green Bay Packers. He's not a legend. He wasn't very good. He got cut because he wasn't very good. The Packers had more talented options. Jay Kumaro really should not be the reason why the, the quarterback is upset with the team. If that is the case... Beyond losing your mind, Aaron Rodgers' ego has is bigger than than I thought, and that's that's a problem. That's really scary. It's really scary, and it may not be surprising that we're here if if some of these things are true. But again, we haven't heard Aaron Rodgers say a word, and I want to be very clear and fair about the fact that we have not heard Aaron Rodgers say a single word about any of what's going on. So until Rodgers speaks, this is a one sided. We're all just projecting what we think could potentially be happening. So that was Ian Rappaport earlier this week. Then Adam Schefter released his weekly podcast and he talked about the Aaron Rodgers situation as well because Schefter, as we know, was the one that dropped the news last week ahead of the draft that Aaron Rodgers was upset, was so upset with the Packers that he did not want to return. And Schefter just straight up said that Rodgers had nothing to do with that news drop on Thursday afternoon, which was really interesting to me because it just seemed too convenient that it was hours from round one of the draft and that neither side had a hand in in getting it out there. Now, obviously, I don't think that that's true, that neither side had a hand in getting it out there, but Schefter's taking Rodgers off the hook and saying it wasn't Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers was actually upset that the, the news got out there uh, but it got it got out there somehow. And I think Adam Schefter's theory was that once the 49ers got wind that it might be worth a phone call to the Packers to see if Rodgers was available, which we know they made, and we know it was a short conversation. The Packers said, no, we're not trading Aaron Rodgers at this time, that it was only a matter of time before we all heard about it because that's just the way it goes. News hits the street, they, you know, that they thought Rodgers might be available. Regardless of how legit that was, that's that's how it got out there. And then from there... You get that game of telephone that ensues. We have some facts floating around. We have some nonsense floating around out there. That's that's how that whole thing happened. So there are the two the two sides, and and if you listen to some of the other media there too, uh, Gilbert Brown spoke about it, and the Big Show talked about how Adam Schefter seems to be reporting on the Aaron Rodgers side of things, and Rappaport seems to be reporting on the Packers side of things, and each side is using the different news media or news outlets to kind of get their story and get their side out there. So we'll see. You know, in the last show I asked about, do we trust Aaron Rodgers enough to take care of himself to play five more years? And with the Packers adding 
some presumably really good and smart talent in this past draft. Josh Myers, the offensive lineman. Eric Stokes, the cornerback out of Georgia. Right, Amari Rogers. Josh Myers and Amari Rogers were both team captains in college last year. Can we trust? The question is now, can we trust Aaron Rodgers if he stays with the Packers and he runs the offense? Can we trust Aaron Rodgers to stay in line and use the talent the way the offense draws it up and maximize on it and go out and try and win and play the most efficient football that he can? Can he do it? Now, that might be a different scenario. As humans, you know, we, we draw on past similar experiences when we're trying to prepare ourselves for what the future might bring. We don't like uncertainty as human beings. We try and predict what's going to happen because we don't want to be caught off guard. We want to be prepared. So regardless of what happens, we can kind of, you know, prep ourselves. It's kind of like when the Packers are playing a big game, you got, they could win this big game, they could lose this big game. And I have to be prepared. Well, how am I going to feel if they lose? How am I going to feel if they win? You kind of, you kind of prep yourself for it, right? start seeing things that have happened before and you're like, okay, I've been here before. I've seen this before. This is what I think is going to happen. And I am absolutely guilty of doing that. hundred percent. I start seeing games go South and I'm like, oh, here we go again. This is fourth and 26 all over again. And, and it's just, it's the nature of the beast. Right. But I couldn't help, but as I'm sitting here going through this, it's, it's hard not to think back to the summer of Brett Favre, totally different situations, but there's, there are some similarities. Favre was coming off of a, a home NFC Championship game loss. Rodgers coming off a home NFC Championship game loss. Favre had just spent 16 years in Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers, 16 years in Green Bay. A lot of parallels there. Okay. Favre goes out throwing one of the worst picks I've ever seen a quarterback throw in a big spot. Not to, to end not just a playoff game, but a chance to go to a Super Bowl. And it actually was it ended his career as a Green Bay Packer because he never threw another pass for the Packers. Right now, how might history repeat itself if Rodgers is the quarterback this season? You know, the game didn't end on a terrible pick by Rodgers. It ended on a terrible defensive play by Kevin King. But does Rodgers care if he throws a bad pick to end a game at this point? He's competitive and he doesn't like throwing interceptions and he likes his he wants his stats to be pristine. He's very averse to turning the ball over. I'd like to think Rodgers cares if he throws a bad pick, if that's the case. And obviously we're projecting that that's what's going to happen, which is terrible. But I just, it's something to think about because I don't know. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, as he ages, just seems like he's more and more just kind of here, is just as much there for the experience as he is to win. Because he realizes winning is hard, winning championships is hard, and there's just too many things that can go sideways in a big game and it's hard to win big games unless you're Tom Brady, I guess. And Aaron Rodgers has come to terms with that. And he's like, I can be the best planet, uh, you know, athlete on the planet, but it might not be enough. May not be enough. I could play the game of my life, which let's, I want to remind everybody, Aaron Rodgers has yet to play the game of his life in a conference championship game, Played the game of his life at a Super Bowl. That was really impressive. Played the game of his life in a divisional championship game has played some really good games in, in the wild card round, but has yet to do that in the conference championship game. And so that that just it, it leads to the question of like, hey, listen, if Aaron Rodgers is going to stay around in Green Bay, that's great. That's awesome. Do some Packers fans want him around? And I'll get to some more thoughts on that too. I mean, I think if you look at the 
the Packers and Aaron Rodgers situations and how they both benefit each other. You know, if Rodgers is going to be the dude, he's got to come in and he's got to have the right mindset. And you have to want Rodgers to be of the right mindset. It's not enough to just have him here and just save face and say, well, he didn't leave. He's still here. Thank God Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback of the Packers. It's not the best thing for the Packers if Aaron Rodgers' head is on backwards. <laughs> and again, Jay Kumaro is, is the linchpin to this whole thing. If that's true, Aaron Rodgers' head might be on more backwards than we think about it. So I thought about this whole trade Aaron Rodgers situation. It just right now we're not there yet. Could be. Could be there sooner than we think. But the more I think about it, the more I, I think that Aaron Rodgers understands that if, there, if there's ever going to be a time, if he's, if he's ever going to answer the question as to whether he can do more outside of Green Bay and with another franchise willing to do more to help him, in his eyes, anyway, doing more to help him, it has to be now. Now, obviously, the Packers hold a card. I mean, they're the ones that have to trade Aaron Rodgers. He can't trade himself. You know, so the, the Packers hold that card that can actually make the trade go. And until they have to play that card, it's staying in the hand, and they're going to try to keep their quarterback at home. But as far as is Aaron Rodgers trying to force that hand, he's got to be thinking to himself, strike while the iron is hot. And it's, it's never been hotter than it is right now after an MVP season. So Rodgers is like, look, just, you know, the frenzy of, of me going somewhere else. And I don't want to play. No, I don't want to go out there and play on a final season knowing I'm going to be traded the following year. It's going to get out there. It's going to, going to you know, everyone's going to know I played a, a lame duck year in Green Bay. It's not how I want to go out as a potential Hall of Fame quarterback for the Packers. I don't, I don't, I, I don't want to get played like that. I want to look like a fool that way. So that's. That's, I think, what, what Rodgers is saying. Now, Rodgers may garner similar interest after next season. But, again, you know, when a guy like Rodgers is unexpectedly available, crazy things happen. Look what happened when Khalil Mack was suddenly on the market a couple of years ago. Teams were tripping over themselves trying to make a trade for Khalil Mack. The Packers were almost one of them. Crazy things happen. Some team panics, and then they overpay. Well... If the Packers are eventually in a situation where they're going to trade Aaron Rodgers, they should not accept anything less than a royal fleecing of whoever the would-be recipient of the quarterback is. I mean, I'm talking premier player, players, multiple, multiple firsts and seconds and some thirds. And that's that's one deal. I'm not talking about uh, one of all of those things. I'm talking about all of those things together. If it's not premier players, multiple ones, multiple twos, and at least a third or more, I'm not even I'm not even taking the phone call if I'm Brian Gutekunst. And we have all the way until June 1st, really, to, to not have to worry about it actually happening because until June 1st, the Packers aren't going to make that trade because of the cap ramifications that it has to move Aaron Rodgers prior to that. We're talking $30 million plus against the cap. Not going to happen. But once June 1st comes and goes, it could be on the table. It could be more on the table. One month from right now, we're having a very different conversation than, than we are today. So, you know, the Packers, in order to take that huge cap hit, even after June 1, they have to receive more than their fair share in return. And that's just simple economics. Simple economics in the NFL. Don't leave the future of the team hanging if the Packers are going to send away their best chance to win. And that's that's where it's at. On that note, 
this is the, it's team first. The Packers come first in this whole thing because Aaron Rodgers eventually isn't going to play football anymore. And when Aaron Rodgers is done playing football, the Green Bay Packers are still going to be an NFL team. They're still going to be playing games. There's still going to be fans that are going to want to watch the Green Bay Packers. There's still going to be fans that are going to care just as much about the Packers winning then as they do now with Aaron Rodgers. So this is the team. The team comes first. Some of you are very staunchly in the in the corner of the quarterback and the players. And whether it's the players take a raw deal or the CBA situation and the owners bullying them into deals or the player safety thing or for whatever reason. You're more in the camp of the players. That's fine. It's really, it's about the teams. The product on the field is about the teams. And part of that effort to put the team first by the Packers, it might need to shift away from all this attention on Aaron Rodgers. And the Packers might eventually just need to start focusing on showcasing their optimism for other parts of the future. Other guys that they want to keep around. Devontae Adams, Jair Alexander. Potential free agents. If if Aaron Rodgers sits out all spring, doesn't report to training camp, they're going to f- you know focus on the guys who are there and pour it all into who's going to lead the team. Jordan Love, the veterans, the you know the the nucleus of the team that is there. You know I would do the whole we don't talk about guys who aren't here thing, and leave it at that. I don't care how cliche it is, how coach speak it is. Let the media exhaust themselves asking the what-if questions and trying over and over to get the story, only to walk away with an empty note sheet. Brian Gutekunst does not need to help the media do their jobs. He doesn't need to apologize for not giving them anything. That's too bad. If you're a reporter, go find a story. Figure it out. And some are going to make it up anyway. That's just the integrity of, of the media. And I'm not talking about anybody in particular that covers the Packers. I'm not, I'm not trying to throw an underhanded dig there. I'm just saying there are media types out there who, when they've got a deadline to meet, do some crazy things to meet that deadline. But I'll just, I'll just say this. As though this. Even though the situations were very different, this team and this fan base moved on from Brett Favre. They can and they will move on from Aaron Rodgers one way or the other. And they'll, you know what? They're going to move on from the next 10 guys after Aaron Rodgers who get big like he is over the next century. No one overtakes the legacy that is the Acme Packers, now known as the Green Bay Packers. Nobody overtakes them. And Aaron Rodgers knows that's the case. And if he doesn't, then he is kidding himself. And he's going to be made to look like a fool. Because I think he might have already underestimated the support that the fan base would give him if this got out and came out. Now, it doesn't sound like that's what Rodgers wanted. Sounds like he wanted it kept quiet and he was being real talk and keeping it real with the franchise. And somebody leaked out there how he was doing it and what he was saying. That breach of con- uh, of of trust and, you know, those things are, it, it's it's a big deal. It's a big deal because you, you do have a, a certain, you do, you do require a certain amount of privacy. And it just doesn't sound like the Packers or, or somebody honored their side of things. But all of that said, everything that I've said right now, we sit here today, again, Cinco de Mayo, right? Cheers. Salud. Aaron Rodgers is still the Packers' best chance to win. And the Packers are Aaron Rodgers' best chance to win. 
I'll say it again. Aaron Rodgers is still the Packers' best chance to win, and the Packers are Aaron Rodgers' best chance to win. Who cares about winning? We're going to find out. We'll see how important winning is and where it falls in the pecking order when it comes to the player. These are not the same person, but I sat here and listened to J.J. Watt talk about how winning was important. He wanted to go to a team that had a quarterback and had a winning culture. He ended up in Arizona with the Cardinals. They do not have a winning culture. They have never had a winning culture. I've lived in this valley for the better part of the last 30 years. The Arizona Cardinals are one of the worst-run organizations in all of professional sports. Their ownership is trash. J.J. Watt came to Arizona looking for a quote-unquote, air quotes, place to win a championship. Might they find lightning in a bottle? Sure, they were seconds away from beating the Steelers and winning a Super Bowl 10 years ago. They could have won. Larry Fitzgerald could, could have something to show for all those years that he played in Arizona that didn't amount to jack. But they didn't. And so the Cardinals don't have that winning culture. I'm done believing the players want that. Aaron Rodgers probably just wants to go wherever he's going to be appreciated and can play in nice weather and get endorsements and all sorts of other things. I don't know that winning is a big deal. If there's any truth at all, and again, we don't know if it's true, if there's any truth at all to Aaron Rodgers wanting to go play for the Denver Broncos, winning is not important to Aaron Rodgers. The Denver Broncos, they they on you know what was the, the shadow of Peyton Manning go win a Super Bowl and with a, a great defense one year and then just completely fall apart and have been trash ever since. That's not a winning culture. So anyway, I digress. That is Quick Slants, the Quick Slants podcast for this week. That's the latest and greatest with the Aaron Rodgers saga. Who knows how many weeks or how many more shows it'll be before I talk about something that isn't all Aaron Rodgers. But I just, I just thought I would share that. I just thought I would say, look, I... I the more I think about it, the more I think this is where Rodgers' head is at. And it could actually end up being one of the reasons why Rodgers does not return to the Green Bay Packers because he absolutely forces his way out because now is the time. He stands to benefit from it in some way, shape, or form. But get over to Game On Wisconsin. Check out all the great work that our team does over there. And as always, I'll be back at least next week with another edition of the Quick Slants Podcast. If anybody has any topics they want me to talk about, any questions, any thoughts, you can tweet me. I'm at Jason Perone on Twitter. And feel free to reach out, send me any questions, any topics that you have. In the meantime, everybody, if you're going out tonight for Cinco de Mayo, everybody be safe, take care of each other, and go Pack Go. Rodgers fakes the handoff. Quick throw right side. There's Devontae. From right to left. Cutting left to the 50. To the 45-40. Track down from behind. 